0: Welcome to episode 74 of the Flames FanCast. It is Wednesday evening. The Flames have not played tonight, but we just finished a home-and-home series. Well, two home games against Edmonton and Washington. The Edmonton game, 3-1 victory. Washington game, 5-4 loss. We play tomorrow night against the Bolts. And
1: Saturday against... Oh, gosh. (laughs) I don't know. Is it the Avs? We play Saturday against the Avs, maybe? Good Lord, are no, we prepared? Red Wings, Red Wings, got Red it. Red Wings,
0: Jesus Christ, Tyler. Listen, <clears throat> we, uh, we had an opportunity, well, you gave us, you got us tickets to the Oilers game, so thank you very much, and uh, that was our, my first game in, I don't know, over two years. Yeah,
1: it has been a long time. It was
0: my second game in the last,
2: I guess, 12 months, and the, yeah, and Rick told, took me to the other one. And that was when, like, the stadium was not at half capacity, but it was like, it was 20, so weird. Ten percent,
0: twenty five percent.
2: No, 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 it oh. was full. It just like, it, it, but it was mask mandatory at the time.
0: Yeah, the,
1: the dome, the dome felt pretty close to normal. It was a, It was totally
0: normal. It was. It there was, was. There was nothing. It Felt like it was slightly subdued. I but mean, like people the f- were having a good time. The fans, you mean? Yeah, the crowd. I felt like the Edmonton crowd was a little bit more fired up than ours. I, no. You sure? I mean, okay, here, here's, here, here's what I'm saying is that I can't remember an Edmonton game where they had as little energy as they did in that Monday game. Yeah, Edmonton had no they, energy whatsoever. You know, and I've seen a game where we've had a, a little bit of energy to, not. We, sorry, we haven't had enough energy to come up against Edmonton. But, uh, that game, they just looked absolutely lackluster, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, I hope they're like that every game.
1: But I felt like
0: there wasn't a lot of energy from their fans either. And I don't know, like it not just, that I care. It did feel like it did feel. It's a bunch of overweight bald dudes in an orange <laughs> and blue jersey, but what,
2: whatever. I, you know, like the one, the lamest thing that I always experience in the Flames' Lakers games is like when the let's go Oilers chant starts and then Oilers suck is following it. Like, it's almost, it's almost too civilized for me. Like, We're giving them the opportunity to say let's go Oilers. We're giving them that respect and time to say it and then we say Oilers suck. Why don't we just like out drown, yell them? Drown them out. Yeah, yeah, drown them out instead. I don't like that respect thing because when you're playing a rival... I don't think
0: it's respect.
2: It's not, but people think it sounds cool and like synchronized, but it's not.
0: I agree with you. I actually
2: don't think we should give the Oilers fans opportunities to say anything at all. They should never say anything because number one, their team is shit. Number two, like you question their intelligence for following the Oilers. <laughs> and number three, you wonder why the fuck are you in Calgary if you love the Oilers so much? Go back to Edmonton.
0: I mean, I, I agree, but I—I I, I mean, I, we're I, all our burdens. I have no right? idea. I agree. I agree with you that. It is a weird chant to hear that you let another team do that in yeah, your building. It's not happening in any
2: other sport. But... I don't, I don't think, like, Rangers fans ever allow Islanders fans to fucking outchant chant them.
0: Yeah, but... Again, Same with
2: Flyers fans. Flyers fans would never let that the happen.
0: F- the Flames... The Flames fans... Not to be critical, but your corporate brigade just isn't going to be in unison in song to drown out the Oilers when they, when they arrive. It's true. It's true. And a lot of our tickets are, are that. And I think, you know, it's, it's difficult to have a unified fan voice, especially after two very interrupted years. But moral of the story, I don't like it either. But, I think, like, yeah, it, you
2: bring up a good point. I think everyone's just kind of like, Generally tired, generally just frustrated, and like just like done with it. Want to go back to just going to hockey games, going back to you know doing their thing, right? Even the even the Lou chants were pretty subdued. Yeah, they were actually.
0: Yeah, but um, and you know what? It's it's kind of how come how come Lucic has that chant that he gets all the time, and nobody else has (laughs) anything?
2: Because there are really no other players on the Flames that have like a like a, a like a name that you could do that with.
0: I mean yeah, sure you
1: goo. <laughs> <laughs> doob. doob doob
2: All right, that's enough. We're not making things any better. It was nice to be back in the Dome. That's It was for sure. nice and it was nice to, you know, at it least was
0: nice to kick the shit out of from, the Oilers. Yeah,
2: from your perspective, it's your first game in 2 years and it was against the Oilers and it was it was like a handed win. Like it was like we uh, it, dominated it, the game. It wasn't it wasn't our best game, but we were never going to lose that game. No, that's what I mean. Like it it wasn't, agreed, it wasn't our best, but
0: we did just, we, we owned it. On the flip side, I think that's the sign of a really good team because you can come out, not play your best, still look decent and win.
2: And, and essentially isolate the best two players on the other team. Uh,
0: yeah, and you can't, you can't play at 100% 82 games a season. You cannot do no. that. And if you find ways to win when you're not at your best, that's the sign of a quality hockey club. And I, I think we did that against our, you know, most hated rival and that's impressive. I I, I take that It just that feels extra <laughs> good to see that happen, right? I spe- against the Oilers any win is, is good, but it's nice that it's it was a you know, a solidifying our positions in the standings right now kind of win. Yeah. I mean, well, we we you came here and you never really had a chance and we weren't really at our best, but we still we still outmatched you and, and that was that. I mean, we had a we had a number of chances. Uh, I can't remember how many one-timers we fanned on or fluffed. And, you know, you pointed out Shillington. We were watching Shillington. It was like He missed quite a few. Oh, especially co- in the first period. Solid scoring chances. Not golden opportunities, but solid scoring chances.
2: I think, like, he... It, it might be just me. Maybe I'm just watching it too much. But it feels like he has a broom at the end of his blade. Yeah. Like, it just feels like he doesn't always have full control of the puck. Now, I don't think, these, I don't think the Saddle mice Ice was great that night. It, it felt like the puck was kind of bouncing everywhere. but. He, no matter kind of where he plays, I've just been noticing, like, I, I don't know. I, I suggest our fans to watch it too. Like, it's just kind of weird. Like, it, it almost feels like he hasn't had full control of the puck for a while now. And I don't know what, what he's fighting. Like, is it just unlucky bounces every single time? I don't know. It seems, it seems to me that, like, I think he's maybe overthinking it. Um, but otherwise, having a fucking good year. Yeah, no, oh, definitely. Like he he was the reason why we noticed him missing a couple one-timers and it's because
0: he's so involved in the play. Yeah, it, right, he's it's, getting it's, to the right space, he's getting the opportunities. It's just that old hockey axiom where you, you know he's gripping the stick, the gripping the stick too hard. Yeah. And just those one-timers that he missed pretty much in the slot. Yeah, it's a golden opportunity, but you you make a good point in that he's in the right space at the right time. Yeah those chances and those opportunities will come. And the first thing is you have to be there. You have to be there to get the chance. After that, you work on the finishing. And that comes with time. And I mean, this is still his first real NHL
2: yeah, season. Oh yeah. so. oh yeah. And his IQ is growing uh, exponentially. Like, he's reading the game much more. Like, early in his career, he was, it was like he was trying to still figure out where to be, how to be, right? Now I see a very confident defender who takes on some of the best players in the league and does pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, our decor has only gelled and gotten better as the season has gone on, in my opinion. I mean, that show we criticized Anderson, he's been amazing after that.
2: Well, I, w- I, would, I would give us full credit on that, <laughs> and not Anderson playing harder. or not ha- Hasn't,
0: hasn't a- exactly
2: <laughs> scored a ton the, of goals. The antichrist of but- Flames' criticism is us. Anything we say, the
0: opposite happens literally in 24 hours. So... It could have been a different story, though, because we did take a number of early penalties. And then the Oilers looked pretty bad on the power play, which was either a solid penalty kill from us or just they sucked. I think a bit of both. But it could have been different early on. Another thing I wanted to point out was the goaltending. and just There was that double pad save from Markstrom, I think, in the second period. Pretty close to the beginning of the second period. That was a really momentum-building save, I think, and we built upon that. And, you know, the only goal they got on them was the one that bounced off the ref, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears> they <throat> school's some bullshit goal fitting for a bullshit team. But, like, yeah, I, I think the power plays at the beginning had me shitting myself a little bit because it was two or
0: three in a row. Two? Um, I think it was It might three. have been three, actually. And I kind of look at that and I go, okay. Where <clears throat> it was three, three penalties and then we had one in between. But right. But they, they
2: score one of those. The momentum completely changes, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And again, it goes to show you, number one, how good our power penalty kill has been. Number two, we're very aggressive on the penalty kill because not only did we kill them off, we had our chances. We, we had, we had two breakaways. On ones. Yeah, breakaways. Uh, so that's really promising, especially for the playoffs because you really want a team that excels in the special teams too. Because a lot of those special teams are your, those are your make or breaks during, during like game sevens, right? You need to have that competitive edge. And if you do well in the special teams, that gives you that edge.
0: Yeah, I mean, the breakaway chances that we created, it was just a hungrier, faster version of the Flames that the Oilers never really caught up with. And exactly. I like that bit of our game. I like that edge. Listen. Let's talk about the amazing value for money that Darnell Nurse's contract will be (laughs) next year. I can't remember if it's nine or nine point five million for this absolutely stunning player. But wow, aren't the Oilers lucky? I mean, that's an amazing deal. Darnell Nurse at nine or nine point five million for
1: twenty-five years. (laughs) I I think I recall actually too. Like I don't remember
2: who this like. I swear it was not that long ago, but somebody told me that I was just being jealous of the Darnell Nurse, like, that they had Darnell Nurse, and I'm just like, no. no. There's no. zero chance that I'm jealous of any of that. It has nothing to do with, like, the player himself, but, you know, for, 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 an organize, for an organization to, you know, give that much money for a defender that probably wouldn't crack the top two on most good teams is, is comical to
0: me. I mean, he is a he is a second pairing guy through and through, and <laughs> I just can't see why you gave him that money. Is that pure desperation, or is that just stupidity, or is that both? I mean, the Oilers put themselves I, I, in the I, spot what, what is for it? That, what man. is it that they see in this guy that's special that justifies this money? I mean, the Oilers. Okay,
2: I put it this way: I think Oilers management is amateur, and I think what they do is they say, "Okay, we have." Two bona fide star players. We have McDavid, we have Dreisidal, right? And so they were sitting there going, like, okay, hey, well we need at least one good D for the long term. And they identified Darnell Nurse as that guy. So instead of like maybe building four, two to four better like like maybe more equally distributed defenders that maybe make four or five million each, they're like, Let's just go for the nine million guy and then hope for like he's, some. He's fucking not that guy. No, I know, but that's what they thought. That's what they thought. Well, okay, in fairness to him, he's an athletic player. He's not bad. He's just, but he's just not like, he's not that caliber. I will,
0: I will, I'll name you uh, three defensemen on the flames for making half that money. Hannafin, Tanev, and and Anderson. And I know if it was me, I'd take two out of those three guys out of nurse for sure. Maybe even, I don't, I don't think I'd take Hannafin over him. I'd take Tanev and I'd take Anderson. You know, surprise surprised Harris. me you
2: say that still because Tanev has been playing really well.
0: Yeah, I'm just biased. Yeah. And okay. I, you know what I loved about his game was that last minute poke check on McDavid. And Yeah, you, you can say that was a bit desperation, but I like to look at that as just a solid defensive play. It was good. That, the timing was your, perfect.
2: But that was your answer to the... We always say he's this melancholy, mild melancholy guy, but like... He's mildly disappointing. Yeah, but he, that, not there. That was that. I actually like seeing the desperation too because that shows me that Hannafin has that in
0: him because he's not the guy that I would picture doing that. In the entirety of his
1: Flames career, he's been mildly disappointing and he's getting closer to like average. Yeah. That's good, but it was worse than it was. This is the best season I think he's had in a Flames uniform. Oh, hands down. Far and away.
0: A lot of the players. I I like that, but. I would still take Darnell Nurse over, over Hanifin, not for that money, but... No. He got him for double the money. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, this is an awful contract, and they're going to be ruining this thing by 2029. Or maybe 2028, because they're like, fuck, we got another, another year of this. They're
0: going to be ruining that by 2025.
2: I mean, I think they already are ruining
0: it. They because... have this con- guy signed until 2030. I mean, how are you going 2030. Gonna... Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, he can't even... Like, this franchise is done. They're done. Yeah. And again, the question... The conversations that will come up is... Does, does fucking McDavid just leave? Of course, I think
1: he's
0: gone. Like, you can't, you can't keep going like I this. don't think he's going to get traded. I think he's going to play out his contract, and then that's going to be the world's greatest UFA signing of all time.
1: I guess. But, I mean, would... it's so early, but... <sighs> Who knows? He's... You can't stay there. You're not even, you know,
0: he's, he came out in the press today and said, this is our, our playoff start now. Like, every game's a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, they really looked up to it last game. You know, the thing is, like, I
2: mentioned this when we were at the game, but no one really noticed this, so maybe I'm just looking too much into it. But when the others came out, just as the teams were coming out in the first period for the whole pregame thing, the Oilers came out, like, flat. Like, they were not even skating around the fucking part of the ice that, you know, that half of the ice, they were kind of just like coasting, like looking so disinterested where, and then I would notice like on our end, like everyone's like skating hard, fucking getting fired up, pumped up. Right. And I guess like, you know, when you've lost all games against the Oilers this season, which pains me to say, I think you're, you're probably going to have that extra step over your opponent.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's just a Monday night. It's not a Saturday night game. We just looked like we had more energy. We looked like we had more fire. And we did. You know, I wanted to bring up another point is that every season there seems to be a a stretch of, I don't know, 10 games where the Oilers blow it out of the water and everybody in the media absolutely creams their jeans and like this is the next coming of Christ and oh, this is the year for the Oilers. And then it just falls off the rails after that. But (laughs) it's nice that we've been very, Underestimated this year, and I Download. think underreported on, and just no, no. But there's a few articles that like, wow, the flames are good, and people are saying good things about the flames, but but it's not like nothing crazy, you know. Yeah, it's not. Oilers like headlines cup. Are, are are day in day out. Montreal headlines day in day out, and Toronto headlines day in day out. Nothing about the flames. I think that's good. Yeah, I think we
2: should keep it that way. So media continue to suck because you suck at everything else, including the news. So just fucking make sure that you don't report the flames. By the way, McDavid's going to be 29 when he's done his contract with the Oilers. Like, I don't know, man. I think you're asking for a trade before that.
0: That's another, he's going to sign a 10-year contract at maximum with another team.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, you got to go in your prime. How old is he now?
1: 25. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what do you you even get in a trade for McDavid? I mean, you can get the world. No, you can't. Well, it depends if he says where he wants to go.
2: I, look, Aginla is a, is a legend and, and probably one of my, if not my favorite flame of all yeah, time. Yeah, but Iginla is but Iginla, different. But Aginla, he picked his fucking destination. Yeah, but that's way different. It's, it's different, but, but not entirely. Because Pittsburgh gave us shit.
0: Yeah, but it's different because we were like, listen, your service to us is done, and we're not going to win, and we're going to give you an opportunity, and we I, owe you.
2: I understand, but I don't know if it was completely like that.
0: Sure, but there is an element of that that
2: you can say sure. is way
0: more true in the Aginla trade than then there is sure. in the McDavid trade.
2: My point is, though, is that when, you, when your player says a team, that team will take advantage. But,
0: I mean, contract, Iginla co- was becoming, he was a pending UFA. Okay, but like... McDavid has four years left. Edmonton's still in control. I think all I'm trying to say to you is that if McDavid
2: came out and said, I want to go to Toronto, Toronto won't yeah. have to pay full
0: price for it. Sure, sure, but Toronto also can't afford him. Because who's coming back? Austin Matthews? Marner? Yeah, probably. Tavares? One of those guys One is coming back. One of those guys for sure is coming back. Because they need to dump the salary. Yeah. I mean, you take McDavid over
1: Why would any you of those trade guys? Austin
0: Matthews for McDavid, though? I mean, you would, but... You would totally. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I mean, the rest of the Maple
2: Leafs are probably a better supporting cast than the fucking Oilers. <sighs> Uh, yeah, I just don't see it happening. Matthews, Matthews will go to Edmonton to die. Uh, career wise, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna make fun of Edmonton's crime rate,
0: but <laughs> career wise, like it, his career's <sighs> over. It's in the low 80s
1: now. Okay, they're improving. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let's. Anything else on these scum of the earth? No, I think I think we've done enough
2: for at least this episode. Yeah, they suck. Okay, Cavs Pocket game,
1: a bit unlucky.
2: Yeah, um, that, was, that was not, that wasn't justified. I felt like we had that, and then it just sort of shitty giveaway, like. Got to play a 60-minute game. You do, you do. You lose focus, and that's what happens. The playoffs will be but even you know, more A, a coworker of
0: mine said to me, just jokingly, He's, uh, he's like, he's upset today because the Flames lost a game for the first time in a month. And I was like, you know, that's very realistic. Yeah, that's like, absolutely true. We're, and I can, I, can, I can be like, you know, we dropped one here and it was a bit of a heartbreaker. And that's probably a good one to drop to an Eastern Conference team. And yeah. uh, that's a good team. Yeah, if you're going to drop points,
2: do it outside of your div and your conference, right? And
0: just, just use that. And, you know, it's a statement game against Tampa. Like it was a statement game against the Avs. St- statement game against Tampa coming up on Thursday. And use that as fuel to uh, get your energy moving. Because if you go out there and, you know, make a statement against the Lightning, that's impressive.
2: Yeah, that's a big deal. And we'll be at home, so it'll be good for our fans to kind of get a preview of what could be maybe, again, uh, or not. But, yeah, like, I I really like the measuring stick that we had against Colorado. That last game against Colorado was awesome. It was fucking fast. It felt like watching the playoffs. And we really showed. Unless Colorado has another gear in them, which, in which case, we can argue that we probably have another gear too. But if, if that is what Colorado and Calgary will be like in a playoff series, fuck man! Like uh, we will be able uh, to, you know, we'll play, we'll be competitive. We have a chance. You uh, we his, have a chance. His, history is telling me we don't have another playoff gear. I don't think so either. But you know, we've been both very wrong about this I'd team. I'd love this to year. be wrong. Well, I think we if will If we be.
0: step it up in the playoffs?
2: Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you and say there's PTSD in me. If we get fucking Colorado again, like, I'm, I'm just going to keep remembering what happened a few years ago, right? Where we just got fucking we dominated, We wouldn't man. play
0: Colorado until the Western final.
2: No, I understand. But, like, you have to be realistic about Which is, our chances, right? I think that's a different series than the first round. Well, I, like, I don't want to play Dallas.
0: I don't care about Dallas.
2: I do. I always feel like they have our number.
0: Okay, Dallas, or Dallas, or Nashville, or Minnesota. Yeah. I wouldn't do Minnesota, Edmonton. Man.
1: I, I mean, mean either way, you yeah, yeah, it I could mean, be any the of them.
2: L.A.
0: Edmonton be fucking nuts. I'd like to play L.A. to be honest. I don't know. L.A. has been pretty hot lately. Yeah, but I just feel like Sutter is gonna know that team a little bit.
1: Sutter is <laughs> but, gonna
2: dude. <laughs> How many players are left from when he coached? time? Dowdy?
0: Okay.
1: Quick. Quick?
2: Yeah. Good. What, what, is he, what is his inside knowledge of Quick going to do for us?
0: He's a cranky fuck? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like,
2: exactly. What, we're going to get Neiman in version two and like run him so that he's off his game?
0: Listen, I am not <laughs> underestimating the Daryl, okay? He's going to know what's up. I'm not either, but
2: you can't say that he knows the fucking Kings after all these years. <laughs> it's a very different team. Man. I just
0: I wouldn't mind playing the Kings. I wouldn't mind playing Dallas. I wouldn't mind playing Minnesota. I wouldn't mind playing
1: Nashville. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> all of those teams, I, I I would have no problem playing against. But, I mean, it, we're
0: still, what, 20, 30 games yeah, out? Yeah, we're still, there's still some time. Have we had 60 games? We're close to 60 games. We're 25 games out. We're 25 games out, probably.
1: Yeah, so right there's... Like a third of a season left. We're yeah, we're at, at fifty
2: six games. We're so. in good
0: shape, but
2: It's still not over. Keep so. this train moving. Exactly.
1: You playing how you're playing. Listen, let's talk about recent form, and if is it is it a good time to be hot right now? I don't you. You brought this up a few times. Yeah, because I worry about it. Yeah, I know. Because I I it's feel not,
2: it's not unfounded.
0: I want to be hot at the end of April.
2: Yeah. I just don't think you can... I mean, if you could pick and choose, yeah, I think you would want to be hot kind of at the end of the season, right? Going with some momentum. But I'm at, I'm at a crossroads. I think normally I would agree with you with this, but I think the way this team is built, the way it's playing, the way it's consistently performed, I don't really know if it's that much of an... It will be an advantage if you go in hot at the end of the season. But I don't know how much more. Because it feels I like this team... Th- I think
0: significantly.
2: I think this team knows what's expected of them. And I think this team comes out hard pretty much every
0: game. Yeah, but the, I, I don't know if they know what's expected of them. Because the expectations have changed, I think, a lot. Because the preseason expectations to where we arrive now, mid-March, I think those expectations have changed. Because, uh, I mean, did anyone guess that we'd be this good? No. We didn't. Nobody was guessing that we'd be this uh, good. I don't think anyone. I said Vancouver would be better than us. Yeah. See that? You see, you're on record for that. I'm that on fucking, record for saying a lot of stupid things. Comment. To be honest,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. But, not as much as you.
0: Yeah, that's was pretty
1: dumb. <laughs> that was pretty dumb. But <laughs> at least we admit our faults. Oh, that was Vancouver on paper looked good, <laughs> but you know.
0: Well, Pedersen's not. Yeah. Just yeah, a, just, just dropped off the earth. I just. Um, you know, that guy, his head just looks so weird. You know, like, why does that matter? In a helmet. It, I, I, it doesn't matter at all. He can't control <laughs> that, but he just look at it. It just yeah. looks weird. It just looks weird, you know? Just go to the
2: doctor, man. And get your head bigger. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think, like, uh, sorry about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> clicking that thing. Um, no, I, I, look, I get what you're saying. But what, what motivates a team in the playoffs?
0: And I'm not saying tell, it's, no, it's bad me. to win games. No,
2: tell me. What, what is going to motivate... Stanley the Stanley
1: Cup. Okay,
2: sure. And that's everyone's motivation. But what is the discerning difference between motivating a team and motivating a team that's going to be coming out and trying to win and trying to, like, embrace the environment of the playoffs? So, meaning... Uh, uh, is this, there a difference? There's a total difference. So, you have... Sutter, who's the Stanley Cup winning coach. So you have that kind of that cachet right on the bench. You have players on the fucking team that have won cups. Yeah. And way more of that. Yeah. So this idea that we don't know what's expected of, or the players don't know what's expected of them. They will, because not only are they going to get it from the coaching staff, they're going to get it from the fucking guys that have, have a couple uh, of rings I, on their I, hands. I, I don't.
0: Yeah. I understand right? that. That's, but that's and not, we, we didn't I don't have know that if that's motivation. No, that's, but, Maybe the motivation is the wrong word. I think that's like how you respond to the expectations and pressure. Right. And that's where what I'm getting at, right?
2: Because I, I think they will know what's expected of them because they have winners in that dressing room now.
0: Yeah. I, I right? mean, I think, I think we're going to find out day one of the Stanley cup playoffs right. and, and what this team is and what they're, what they, what, if they mean business or not.
2: Absolutely. And these, and by the way, these winners in the dressing room had like somewhat decent roles in those runs right yeah like lucic yeah lucic was a (laughs) lucic's a beast beast man like i mean even on the kings like he played pretty well like you have sutter obviously who fucking guided a team for two years uh you have I, i mean lewis is part of that team too it's not like these guys had small roles right and i guess why i'm bringing that up is because the prior playoff runs we've had who was like our fucking Stanley Cup guy? We had fucking James fucking Neal, who had pretty much no role in the fucking Penguins thing, right? It's all Crosby and fucking Flurry, man. Yeah, like really, yeah. and Malkin. Like, he was
0: definitely a he's a just tertiary a, guy. He's there. a
2: tertiary guy that like you know benefited from playing with like good players, right? Yeah. Whereas that's, Lucic that's actually what had happens a role when you
0: play with Crosby. No, I know, but. in but Lucic had a role and he did his role well. Well, I right? think everyone on this Flames team has a role and they know what their role is and they are doing it well. Right. But my concern is you know, if a team shuts down that top line somehow. Yeah. And that might be tough cuz they're playing really well and we were watching the Oilers game and saying they just know where each other are and they're making those no-look passes and you know, they have that almost telepathic sense of where each other's going to be. But if 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 Johnny goes quiet and, you know, the second st- secondary scoring doesn't turn up. I'm terrified. Now, we got Toffoli. Toffoli has two goals last night. We see other players starting to contribute offensively. Those signs are all encouraging. It is just the PTSD. Really, that's what it is. Um,
2: again, that said, it's... I've never seen... Like, the guys that have been around for some time now, I've never seen them gel as well as they have this season.
0: The only time I thought we had really good gelling was with the Gatorade.
2: Yeah. I love the Gatorade. And they did. And that, that was our, one of our best But when years. the
0: Gatorade stopped, I, t- I, it was not good. I didn't like when the Gatorade stopped. It just felt something was wrong, but the, something was the, off. The camaraderie on this team seems exceptional. And whatever issues there were that were before seemed gone. Whatever, you know, if Kachuk was upset with something now, that seems resolved. Like he requested a trade and, there was that issues in the Toronto game, and those all seem resolved now. And his play has changed. Still a pest, but more of a, more of a responsible guy, and credit to him, he's, <laughs> he's contributed. A responsible pest. Yeah, I mean... Like he knows his boundaries. Yes. That's probably the best way to put it. And it's, his play has improved. I've been impressed with the, what I think is the way Sutter has coached him. And I just think, to your motivation point, Sutter knows exactly what buttons to press for these guys and <clears> when. Yeah. And, you know, we were discussing on Tuesday night, Sutter is a shelf life coach, three to four years and then done. But that's why we signed him to a three-year three, three contract. Yeah. We're committed to this. And it seems to be paying, you know, heavy dividends right now. So which, far, so good.
2: And it'll be interesting to see, like, again, like how this team, okay, assuming we make the playoffs, because I don't want to speak ahead, whatever. But, like, it'll be interesting to see how the team
1: does play. I'm pretty excited about that. Is this our window, and how long is it? Yeah,
2: It's not long. <laughs> this is it. This and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because if Goudreau doesn't stay, your window's gone. Right? I don't,
0: I can't see, I cannot see Goudreau staying.
2: I'm, uh, like, every day that goes by, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm slightly more convinced he's going to stay. Even though it actually seems like the opposite. Because the longer the contract doesn't get signed, the less likely he'll stay. But I'm, I'm going to take the contrarian approach here and say that every day that goes by, I feel like he probably will stay.
0: Okay. Then we re sign re-sign Johnny. We re sign Matthew. We re sign yeah, Manj and we re sign Chillington.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, your window of this core is not long because no. you can't sign everybody. You're going to have to make some big trades, right? If Johnny's staying. And Kachuk is staying. You can't keep fucking. What happens with Lindholm? Lindholm because, signed for a while. On, I know. on, great on money. a great contract, yeah. right? But like, so you keep Lindholm, but then what happens with?
0: Listen, if you can somehow. What it, happens if with if you can keep Those right? four players. If you can keep you all can, four of those yeah, players, if you can, and you sure. can, you know, fill the rest of the squad with basically. Acquisitions, acquisitions that we had this year of that kind of caliber, who just do, sure. do their job well. Sure, we can extend that window, but that yeah. But if there's Fear a Living does that he's a magician.
2: Yeah, but there's a lot of pieces that have to fall into place. A lot, and and it's it's out of his control too. A lot of it, right? Because if a player doesn't want to stay, if we assume that Johnny doesn't want to stay, then there's none of this is even a discussion. Your window's then pretty much gone, like because. You're not going to get any value for him because he'll be gone. Oh, he's UFA. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what are you going to do? Like, going to bring up Manjipani on that line? You're well, not... Probably. As much as Manjipani's played fucking awesome this year, he's not Goudreau.
0: No, but he's the next... Right? He's the best thing like you that, got after that. Like,
2: that fucking breakaway goal that Gudro had against Edmonton? Yeah. Dude, that is, like, he's not even, like... Uh, it, even if he was a split second late on that deke, that was not going in. Like, that was such perfect fucking timing on that deke. Like, it wasn't... You can't get any more... Per- like, that's he, the caliber this guy's at. an exceptionally at. good player. When he's on his game, he's exceptional. When he's not on his game,
1: it's really frustrating to watch. Right? So... I agree. I agree with that. And, I mean... Because you know he's so capable,
0: right? There's a lot of exciting things happening in Flame's world like uh, end of season, deadline day. So if this is our window, do we, do we go all in more for another piece of this puzzle too? I think you go for a rental all in.
1: For who, sure. Who?
2: Well, I mean, And you, where? Okay, so here's a list. Because I knew that we were going to question each other. But according to TSN, we got a trade bait list here. And I'll just name the top 10 for now. So we got uh, Claude Giroux, Ben Chirac. Don Klingberg, Josh Manson, Ricard Raquel, Giordano, Debrusque, Georgiev, Colin Miller, and uh, Jacob. I fucking can never say this guy's name. Chitrin? Chitrin, yeah. So so you have Jacob. Jacob. Those are your 10, right? And of all those guys, uh, the guy that's having the best year is Drew with 40 points. Um,
0: Which which isn't amazing. That's not amazing for him by his standards. I mean,
2: but, you know, but you look at the trade bait list in your top 10, he's the best performer. Um, I mean, you got
0: Hurdle too, right? Thomas Hurdle... The thing I like about Giroux is leadership and uh, positional versatility, depth at center. Right. Ability to play on the wing. I like that. I like that a lot. But that's a high price. That's probably the highest price rental you got out there. For sure.
2: Because... Philadelphia's is going to ask for the world for these guys.
0: And if, if you get him...
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's a center, right? So where are you going to... I wouldn't mind some center depth. So who are you going to cut? Backland shuffles down. Backland shuffles down, so then... Who's the odd man out? Oh, you
0: mean out of the team. Oh, well, it has to be Rizika, because he's the center. Yeah, guy. but I wouldn't see...
2: Rizika's playing really well. The last thing you want to do is fucking punish this guy just for... A rental.
0: Yeah, I don't... I
1: and don't, you can't I do it to Monahan, I, don't, I don't disagree. And you
2: can't do the Monaghan because Monaghan is not... He doesn't have like... Maybe you trade Monaghan to the Flyers
0: for Drew one for one.
2: There's no way. Do you honestly think that'll happen? No,
0: I'm just being funny. Yeah.
2: Like, that'd be great. <laughs> i fucking take that all day.
1: Um, so what position would you get? If we're gonna go all in, a right winger. So, oh, right wingers
2: available or not available? But in this trade bait list is Ricard Raquel, uh,
0: Brock Brock Besser. Brock Besser's not coming to Calgary. Connor Garland. Garland's not coming to Calgary. Zach Sanford. No, I'm, I'm none of these. Artury Leikonen. Listen, if Nash, like you were talking about, if Nashville sucks <laughs> for the next week, and Forsberg is available. All yeah, in. I think but
2: I think you go for him too. But I
0: don't. I honestly don't think we're gonna do anything major. We might make a few
1: depth depth acquisitions, but nothing huge. Okay. I think we did our business with Toffoli. We did it early. Well, that's still no fun.
0: We did it well. Yeah, but you know, it's paying dividends. More time for him to gel with the team. Uh, I mean, his first few games, the slowest start, but he's been better
1: of late. I, I do. Th- he's a goal scorer. I like that. And I, th- I, I, I think know, that man. was... <sighs> I do That's... think we might try.
2: I do think Treloving will work the phones a bit. Of course he will. He's got to do like, his due diligence. I, to, be be honest, to be honest, To be honest, as long as Forsberg is not signed, I think he's going to try to like, at least inquire. He has to. You can't let a guy like that... Like, You've got to try for a guy like that. That is your answer to secondary scoring. He's primary scoring really, you're not going to break up line one for him, but you're going you're gonna to be like what he did with Tafoli, right? Tafoli broke PP1. And they shut Monhan down to PP2, right? Yeah, but... Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, Sutter will find a way to make that work if we can get him, right? And so I think you'd definitely fucking go for him. Like, that guy's good. And he wants to test free agency, so what's the fucking harm? So we give a 2025 first round pick and <laughs> Monaghan and Backlund. And back. <laughs> just, get, just give him the guys that we just don't want anymore. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's worth, we don't get a defender though. I, I, I will die on that hill. We can, we should not get it's a defender. possible. I know it's possible. It's and possible. I don't like the Giordano idea. I don't. I love him, but no,
1: it's just, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the environment. It's possible. Do you want him? Yes and no. Wow. I didn't expect that. Yes and no. Why yes? Because, why yes? Because I think he can add something to this team. And,
0: you know, there's, there's a tiny part of me that worries about that Seattle game and says maybe the team's better off without him, but he has such a, such a reputation and such, a, I think, a, I, he still carries a lot of respect. And, you know,
1: also, I kind of think he still has something to add. I think he still has something to prove. And yeah, but who is, are you going to cut? Uh,
0: I mean, I, Good Good Branson and Zdorov are good, but they're not. Dude, I know, but those guys might be vital in the playoffs, man. Yeah, they're vital, and they're great to have as the seventh guy. But yeah. uh, you're not telling me you wouldn't rather have a Geo back there than a Good Branson? I mean, you, you, I, yeah, I, I realize you're putting it that
2: way, but, like, they have both very different roles, man. Geo's better... Pair I know, but, but you can't, okay, look, but, like, you can't, like, say, like, I'd rather take Gio over Goodbranson. Like, it's not a realistic.
0: Imagine if you could feel Gio on your third D pairing. That's amazing. I don't know if he would, yeah. He would. He'd do anything. I suppose. But. I just feel like the third pair if we make so, like, I, I'm needs to have s- size. It's going to be something small if we make another trade deadline move. Yeah, maybe. it's gonna be something small. I think we're gonna really, be like someone from
2: Sutter's past again. Like, we,
0: we did it with Toffoli, and that was it. It's
2: gonna bring back Chris Simon or something.
1: Really add that side. Chris Simon from Air. <laughs> okay. Anything else? I'm good. One last thing. Yep. What are we what are we at for games played? Is it fifty seven? Yep. We have twenty five games left. What's our record?
0: 25 games left, our record. No, no, what do you think it's going to be with the 25
1: games left? Oh,
2: I see. Um, Good question. Uh, 25 games. I think we're going to win, like, 15 of it. Win 15, lose? Lose, like, 8, and then the remaining is OT losses.
1: I think we're going to go... I can see 15 and 8. I think we're going to go gosh because i could see us getting into
2: a bit of a slump but then like rebounding kind of at the end kind of that ideal
0: scenario i would have i was gonna say 15 too but i'm gonna say 16 okay okay 16, price is right rules eight and one except for the opposite way all right that's gonna be us 16 what eight and one and we're gonna be first in the 16 specific. eight and one yeah 16 so wins, you're, 8 you're losses, saying, 1 overtime loss. So
2: you're basically saying we're going to go 500 for the rest of the year.
0: No, no, no. 16, 8, and 1 is way better than oh, 500. Oh, sorry. Yeah. My bad. That was bad math. <laughs> that was, yeah, it's okay. I <laughs> that was horrible you. math. I'm tired. But, but yeah. I think we're going to go 16, 8, and 1. We're going to finish first in it's the Pacific. And I think we're going to play Dallas. That's what I think. We're going to play Dallas. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Just say, who, who are we going to play? Ed, say it. Edmonton.
1: Uh, say it.
2: You know, part of me does feel like we're going to play Edmonton. It just feels like that. Love it. It feels that vibe. Love it. I don't know. It kind of feels that vibe, doesn't it? Those games would be fucking wild
0: to go to. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be fun to watch, fun to go. Man, you got to get your life <laughs> together here. Like, this, is, this is two things fell in your laundry room because you're putting shit on top of your dryer and it's working, it's vibrating Listen, it off. Listen, it's my fucking dryer. I can do whatever
2: the fuck I want. I paid for it. Did you pay for it? No, I didn't, well, then but what I'm, the fuck I'm just are you trying to be about, helpful man. to you so that you
0: don't interrupt. No, you
2: know what? The fucking look, pizza boxes
0: look, went behind the dishwasher, the, dishwa- li- uh, the washing probably machine. listeners are worried about your safety Dude, right now. I, They're concerned what? about what's happening in your Out home. of
2: sight, out of mind. Those boxes fell behind the washer and dryer. There's no way I can get that. Have you seen the fucking crevice that I need to crawl through <laughs> to get behind those fucking things? <laughs> you had pizza boxes fall behind the washer and dryer. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what happened <laughs> earlier in the episode. Fucking crap. It's, I, dude, if I want to take a shit in the corner of my fucking living room, I can't. I bought this fucking place. Okay? I mean,
0: impeccable logic, but...
2: Well, whatever. <laughs> I, if I want to put the bamboo fucking cutting board in the fucking dishwasher, I'm going to fucking do it. I don't care if it cracks and warps it. I'll just get a fucking another one. <laughs> my can opener's fucking rusty. What can I do? I'll just get another one. I need to dry it off every time I use it, but I don't. And it rusted.
0: <laughs> and that is that. <laughs> Listen, we play the bolts <laughs> and the wings, and then we have a bunch of games, basically a game every two day after year. I'm sure Jenk will get more pizza between now and then, so we can update you about the pizza dryer situation. Oh, Christ. I forgot to thank people at the <laughs> You're the worst. Listen. <laughs> you're the fucking worst
2: man <laughs> 75 episodes you still fucking can't get that right 74. 74 74 and you did you only did it like i think once
0: no i did it not. or maybe it's twice. not often i always say i'm gonna do it and then at the end of the show but thank you as always for listening we really appreciate it um we love hearing from you on anything flames related and It's been a wild ride so far this season. I can't wait to see what's in store for the rest of the regular season and what the playoffs have for us. So, As always, go Flames, go. Have yourselves a great morning, good evening, or wonderful afternoon. Good night. Bye-bye.